Welcome to the Rich Man Podcast with me, your host, corporate dropout turned seven-figure CEO in 18 months, Melanie Aubert. I'm a business coach that's determined to normalize women and wealth. We are completely ditching the old, outdated boys club way of running a business, and I'm teaching you the new way of attraction marketing, soulful selling, and wealth embodiment. Instead of marrying the rich man, we are the rich man. Get comfortable, get ready, and let's dive in. And so welcome to Play With Your Power Day 2. I am so excited for today. So excited to have another discussion with you when it comes to your business, marketing, selling, communicating with your audience from a place of power and what this looks like. We have a lot to talk about. There's a lot packed into this next hour. So we're going to get started immediately. Yesterday was all about looking at power differently and what power looks like for you when it comes to your business, elevating your standards when it comes to who you be in power. Now we're hyper aware of, of moments that take us out of power, that uh, take us out of our momentum of power. And now we are seeing ourselves, our business differently when it comes to who we be, when we are operating, showing up, all of the things. The first thing I want to get into when it comes to your business is setting goals from a very powerful place. Yesterday, we talked a lot about the what if and why not, right? Our new language when it comes to business and in our power is what if, why not? When it comes to setting goals, one thing that we tend to do is we put a lot of pressure on financial goals, right? And yesterday we talked about how pressure is rooted in fear. Pressure creates fear, right? Which we don't want to play in. Here's what I want you to do. We don't want to put a financial goal on a pedestal because what we're doing is we are making it mean something. We're making it feel like there is space and uh, time between us and it. And what happens is when we, when we take a goal, put it all the way over here, we only feel like we're only ever working toward it versus it being, what if it can all happen right now? So what I want you to do when it comes to financial goals from a place of power is say it, tickle it. What if, what if this month was a 200 K month? What if, what if this month was a 15 K month? What if this month was a sold out launch? Play the what if game when it comes to your financial goals. Say it, tickle it, and most importantly, release it when your brain starts going into the pressure of how, when, where, all of the things, right? Because that's just our 90% of our thoughts from yesterday, trying to make sense of the goals that we have with our 10% in power today. Tickle it, play the what if, play the why not, and release it, okay? When it comes to your goals. When it comes to your business and the marketing and the selling that you are doing currently, I want to know what expectations you have for your people. We place a lot of expectations on our audience, how they interact with us, um, how they show us that they're engaged. Uh, we put a lot of emphasis on their participation. We put a lot of expectations on uh, how quickly they buy. My question for you is when you are standing in a place of your own power and you are holding yourself to your very own expectations, how does it change? How do your expectations for other people change? Here's what I mean. 
When I am holding myself to the expectation of who I am in power, full trust in my people, the power in me will always see the power in you. If you have ever had a DM conversation with me about buying something, there has never been any pressure. There has never been any ickiness. There has never been any, you have to do this now or else it's expiring or this or that. Like you have to do that. Never, ever, ever. I don't have expectations for you. The only expectation that I have is you hold yourself accountable. You know what you want. You know how to move. Many times when we're not in a place of power, we place all the expectations on our audience. They're not engaging with our content. They're not buying quick enough. And what this does is it pulls us out of our power into, into a place of franticness, into a place of fear, into a place of second guessing. When you believe in yourself, you're able to believe in others. I have always believed in myself. How to get to the next level has been irrelevant for me. I know I'm going to get there. I know it because evolution is in my DNA. I know my business will evolve as I evolve. I'm going to get there. How does it, does it matter right now? But my expectation, because I believe in myself, I believe in you. When we don't believe in ourselves, in our business, it's really hard to believe in our people. And many times our lack of belief in our ideal clients turns into expectation. And I mean, unhealthy expectation. I cannot tell you the last time I looked at my Instagram analytics. I could really care less if I'm being honest, because I know when I am in my power, all it takes for you is to see one thing and you're like, oh, I want that. If you engage with the content, doesn't matter but I trust that you will move when it feels right. When you are in your power, do you have expectations for others? If you do, what are they? And are they coming from a place of power or a place of fear? If they don't buy soon enough, they don't buy an early bird or pre-sale, it means something about me. I must not be good at selling. Is that fear or is that power? So I want you to be vigilant when it comes to paying attention to what you're saying, what you're thinking, what's coming out of your mouth, what thoughts are constantly being produced. Because remember, 90% of your thoughts you thought yesterday. What we want to do is we want to take the 10% of new thoughts and start to penetrate that 90%. And eventually, you in power is a standard. But you have to believe in you before you can believe in others. And that's felt. I don't take clients that I can't believe in just yet. That's okay too, but I will always lead myself in power, okay? The power in me will always see the power in you. If you are finding it hard right now to land clients or you're like, the people who are coming into my space are not ideal, it's always a mirror. The world, as beautiful as this is, the world is always a mirror. If you are getting an influx of people who are having a hard time believing in, the, in themselves or being in their power, ask yourself for a moment, do I believe in me? Am I in my power? There's always a reflection. When we price ourselves, just think about this for a moment. When we place, when we price ourselves from a place of power, right? So for me, my, my pricing is not, well, I hope you can afford this. My pricing is not, well, I want to be affordable. My pricing is not, well, I calculated this and according to this thing, blah, 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 here's the number I got. 
I price myself the way I want to. I believe in me and my pricing. Therefore, I believe in you and your ability to invest if it feels right for you. Many times our fear in pricing is activating the fear in other people. I'm afraid it'll be too expensive. So we price ourselves low. What are we uh, energetic alignment for? People who are afraid of investing. You know how they say scared money doesn't make money? Like to me, scared pricing only attracts scared buyers. So when it comes to even how you're pricing yourself in your business, is it coming from a place of power or a place of fear? What are you activating in other people? What are you being a mirror of? If you believe in you, they'll believe in them and then they'll believe in you. Like I talked about yesterday, you have to own your power in this moment. What you know now, what you've mastered up until this point, not where you're going or what that person's selling or how they're selling it, but what you've done now is what you want to sell. What you've mastered now, where you are at in your journey is perfect. And somebody needs you in this moment, not where you'll be in five months, not where you're pretending to be because someone else is there, not pretending to be what you saw in another course, but who you are now that is needed. Can you own that? Can you activate the power within that? Can you believe in you? The belief in you sees the belief in them. The power in you sees the power in them. That's what you feel. One thing when it comes to marketing in this world and that we've been exposed to for quite some time is scary marketing. You need this fear-based and pain point pushing. It's very activating all the things that we're afraid of, activating all the things that we don't really like. The, if you don't do this, this will happen. If you're not mastering this, this will happen. I don't like scared marketing. Scared marketing to me is a bunch of scared buyers or a bunch of buyers who are in fear. What I prefer to do is power-based marketing. When I am talking to you about sales, content, launching, offer creation, I want you to feel like you can conquer the world. Not that you're inadequate and what you're doing isn't working. And if you don't buy it from me, you're always going to be an idiot. Can you feel the difference? When we are playing in fear-based marketing, which is traditionally taught, right? When we're playing in fear-based marketing, the fear that they won't want this thing unless we make it very known what they're struggling with. I don't like the vibe of that. I don't feel very much in my power when I am marketing my programs like that. I want you just to think about how you're currently selling, how you're creating content. Are you really calling your people up in their power? Or are you making them afraid that if they don't buy what you have, they won't be successful at whatever it is you do? The power in me sees the power in you. The power you in you sees the power in them. The trust I have in me is what you feel. I trust myself fully. Therefore, when you're around me, you're like, I feel like I trust myself too. It feels good. 
You feel activated. You feel like you can do anything. That is the power of your power. Think about when it comes to marketing that we're taught to overly objection handle. Like before we get in, even into sales, we start thinking about what to do when people say no. Just think about that for a second. Immediately, we want to start uh, uh, going on defense. It's like, okay, if they say this, here's what I want to say. If they say this, here's what I want to say. And it's like, is that really how you want to market or even prepare yourself for a launch, let's say? Eh, I don't really think so. When I think about a program that's coming up, a launch, how I'm going to market a current offer, I think to myself, how amazing will it feel and be when someone lands on this page and is like, holy shit, this offer is everything I didn't know I needed. I don't know why, but I just want it so badly and I want in. They can't wait to spend the money versus being like, okay, well, if people say they don't have the money, here's what I'm going to do. And here's how I'm going to, how I'm going to come back at them with this. We're already putting pressure on the consumer without even having a conversation yet. Now I understand the intention behind objection handling, meaning it's really great to have content where you remind your audience of their power. In any of my content, when I'm calling you out on things, it's not to make you feel like shit. I'm calling you out because I want to remind you of your power. That's the intention. That's the difference. Objection handling, from my experience in this space, has been how can I apply more pressure? How can I convince them to buy my thing? I don't like, I don't like that intention. I don't feel like I'm in my power. I feel like I'm spending all my energy on people who just aren't ready yet. So when it comes to your content, I want to ask you, when it comes to your client communication, I want to ask you, where are we automatically going into the, okay, how do I have this conversation with this person? How do I handle this objection? Where do we go? And how quickly do we move out of power when people say to us, not right now? How quickly do we move out of our power when people say to us, you know, I just can't afford that right now? How quickly do we feel the pressure, the fear, the I'm not good enough? Here's the difference, just so you can feel it in an example. Let's say you came to my DMs and you're like, Melanie, I want to work with you one-on-one. -on -one. I'm like, awesome. Great. Where are you at? Sometimes I'll do some pre-qualification if I'm not familiar with who you are. And I tell you the price. It is $7,777 a month. And you're like, whew, I can't afford that, you know? And I'm like, instead of me being like, wait, 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 wait. We could do extended payment options. We could do this. I go, I get it. It is premium. However, we do have two other options. If you're interested, you just let me know. Here they are. There's no pressure. I'm still in my power. A no doesn't mean anything. A no for me when I'm in my power is a not right now. 
Now, what I can do, and again, feel the difference when it comes to intention, I'm not going to go on my stories or in my content, start saying things like, if you're not willing to invest in yourself, where we get reactive, right? If you're not willing to invest in yourself, how do you expect to grow your business? Instead, what I might consider is what to do when you feel fear. Sometimes a hell yes is a hell yes and scared shitless. Sometimes a hell yes is a, I don't know if I can do this, but I really want to do this. I'm very, very scared, but I know you can hold me. There's a difference in how we create content from a place of power and from a place of pressure and fear. The power in me will always see the power in you. My belief in me will always make sure that you believe in you. The trust in me is what matters. When I trust me, you trust me. Another thing that we tend to do from a place of not power is whenever we do something, we post the piece of content, we show up on stories, we interact with an ideal client. How quickly do we second guess ourselves? How quickly do we start to amplify all the bad things that, that we've done or all the things that we're not good at? We're so quick in a place of not power, in a place of pressure and fear to amplify all the things that we're not great at. Well, I'm not great at reels. Well, I'm not great at creating TikToks. I'm not great at marketing my, my program. And it's like, mm. but from a place of power, when you are really stepping into that version of you that you created yesterday, you amplify what you do right more than what you do wrong. An example is, I'm so good at writing long form captions. I love creating long form captions. Reels to me, they're funny, but like they're not really my thing when it comes to the points that I want to get across. So instead of me stressing out and putting pressure on getting better at reels, creating more reels, doing all this stuff, I'm going to say, I'm just going to amplify what I'm really good at. Written content. There is no pressure to keep up with the algorithm. If you've been in my world, you know I talk about being bigger than the algorithm. My power is bigger than the algorithm. My power is the kind of power where you're laying in bed and you're like, I wonder what Melanie's up to today, types her name into Instagram, sees what I'm doing. That's the power that I choose to have, but quit amplifying what you're not good at immediately. All you're doing is pausing your momentum and going back into fear and pressure. So I challenge you every single day when you are showing up in your business, amplify one thing that you are doing right and doing well. It could be client communication. It could be how you create content. It could be how you are face to cam. It could be how you are on live video. It could be how you're creating your program, whatever it is, amplify what you're good at, own it. Add it to your drop down of all the things that make you feel powerful and in your power when it comes to your business. What we tend to forget, and I get this question all the time is, Melanie, when, when I want to quantum leap or if I want to get to my goal faster, right? We call that collapsing time. This is how my clients have been able to go from $0 to 60K plus launches without any sales pages or anything like that. Like the things that don't make sense. And you're like, how the hell did that happen? 
power, personal power. But more importantly, how we experience time is crucial. If we're always making moves in fear and pressure, how long does an hour feel when you're afraid? When every move you make, you're like overcomplicating it and overanalyzing it and stressing about it. It feels like an eternity, right? It feels like time is like stretched out and you're like, I just want today to be over. But when you are in a place of what if, why not? I'm owning who I am today. Time goes by like the speed of light. You're like, how is it already 4 p.m. today? When we're on these calls, when I do these lives, when I host masterclasses or programs, three hours literally flies by when I'm in my power. But it takes forever when I'm in fear. So think about that when it comes to your business. If every move you make and every day is constant fear and constant pressure, it's going to feel like it's going to take forever to get to where you want to go. But when you are actively and intentionally playing with your power, right, there still is power in fear. Time moves quicker. Getting to where you want to go comes a lot faster. So quite literally playing with your power, I could argue, will get you to where you want to go faster. This isn't a, I'm just going to pretend like I'm powerful, but really I'm like scared shitless and I have no idea what I'm doing. And I'm putting all this pressure on me to be powerful and all the things. And I'm copying that person because I have no idea what I'm doing. That's not going to get you there. Whatever power is to you, that is how you need to show up. That is who you need to be. Those are the standards that you need to uphold for yourself and the expectations you need to have for yourself. The power in me sees the power in you. When you are in your power, you market your programs differently. When you are in your power, you sell differently. How many times have you decided or we're going into a launch and you're already thinking about what might happen if you fail? Or you're already pulling yourself out when it hasn't even happened yet. We do this when we're selling. We do this when we're launching. Before we even give our power a chance, we allow the pressure to come in and consume us. But what if? Do you really know how to do that? Last time you didn't know how to do that. You have to make a choice in those moments because remember, most of this, we've just been programmed to operate that way. Again, the 90% of your thoughts come into today. What you thought about yesterday, you're thinking about today. So we have to, again, be diligent in what we are thinking, how we are feeling and correcting ourselves. If a thought comes in and goes, you're probably going to fail or what makes this launch any different, hear it, acknowledge it, and choose to move differently. When it comes to offer pricing, the intention behind your pricing matters most. The fear in you is only speaking to the fear in them. Meaning when we're afraid of, but what if this is too expensive? Or if we're thinking to ourselves, but what if people can't afford this? Or we're thinking to ourselves, but ah, what if they 
What if they second guess my ability to deliver at this price point? The fear you are feeling is speaking to the fear in an ideal client, the fear of investing, the fear of what if this isn't what I thought it was, the fear of whatever it is. Can you see how you now become a match for that? Versus I am owning this price. This price feels good. I trust myself. Just think about how much you've invested in your education thus far. The programs you've bought, the coaches you've hired. You're always desiring to learn more. You should be compensated for that. It's like in your corporate job, if you went back to school to get your master's, they typically pay you more. It's no different. But your fear in selling at whatever price is only speaking to the fear of them investing. If they're afraid of investing, are they in their power? If you're afraid of selling at your price point, are you in your power? Think about that. When it comes to your content, because this is the most important piece too, to me, scared marketing and scary marketing only creates scared buyers. If you are someone who is constantly just pointing out what people are doing wrong and, and where they're dropping the ball or what uh, they could be doing better and all these things, I just want you to think about really quickly who, who you are speaking to. People in their power or people who are afraid. When I talk about in my content sales and marketing and all of the things, yes, I will call out how the old era of selling and marketing sucks and how I teach a far different way of doing both of those. But I'm not going to yell at you for doing it wrong. I'm going to empower you to do it right. That's the difference. One gets you excited to show up. The other one gets you afraid to invest. Speaking to pain points is fine. We do, I teach you this in cash converting content. You know how to speak to pain points and fear, but you're not making people feel bad about it. You're going to empower them to be in their power and to move differently. If you're creating activating content, make sure it's not making people feel bad, but instead reminding them of their power. Like I will call you out all day if you're like, I'm just not there yet, therefore I can't invest. And I will say to you, that's precisely why you need to invest to get there, right? Not in a way of like, you're not investing, clearly you don't believe in yourself and you're an idiot. It's a remember who the fuck you are in this space. Do you believe in you? I believe in you, but that doesn't matter. You have to believe in you because my belief in me sees the belief in you, but you have to believe in you in order for it to work. Where are you holding back in your content? And where are you creating content? You're like, this does not feel good. I'm just doing it because I've been taught to. So many of you have, have come into my space. Most of you have been in my world before. 
and you want to create activating content, but it doesn't feel right to create content that feels like you're yelling at people. You're like, that doesn't feel right to me, but I, I want to create activating content. You can empower them. It's the intentionality. When it comes to your content, where are you shrinking? Where are you breaking that momentum and pausing that momentum and overcomplicating the content creation process? How do I say this? Does this look right? Did I use enough emojis? Is this too long? It's like, can you trust yourself for once and just say it and just create it and just publish it without the pressure and instead play, what if this lands with someone? What if this changes someone's life today? What if there's 10 likes and a hundred people buy because people were so excited to buy the thing, they forgot to double tap on the picture. Can that be a reality? What if we overcomplicate this business thing? I'm telling you, it's so much easier when you play in a place of power. When you play with your power, it just feels easy to the point where you almost feel guilty because it's so easy. I have people who come into my world and say, thank you for selling me cash converting content on an ad. They thank me for my advertisements because of how I market my programs. There is no, you're an idiot for not doing it this way. I know you have the power to speak to your audience in a way that they're like, Ooh, that got me in the best way possible. But I'm not gonna yell at you for not doing it right. I'm going to empower you to do it right. Big difference. In your content, what you can do is really look at objection handling. Now, I don't believe in inject objection handling preparation of like, okay, for this launch, if people say they can't afford it, here's what I'm going to say. If people say this, here's what I'm going to say. I want you to throw that out the window because all you're doing is anticipating People saying no, and I don't like that vibe. What if they all say yes? <gasps> Crazy. But what we do most times is in our content, we're only speaking to the people who are saying no, and the people who are yeses are like, you're no longer speaking my language, therefore I am out. Always speak to your clients from a place of power, not fear, power. In your content, you can get to the root of objections. Truly, it's never a, I can't afford this. Most times it's a, I'm scared to trust myself. Because when I ask you if it was all guaranteed, how would you move? You'd be like, yeah, I joined that. Yes, Melanie, I would totally jump into your one-on-one -on -one and just figure that shit out. Or Melanie, yes, I would join your next group program. If it was all guaranteed, absolutely. So it's not really you can't afford it. It's you don't trust yourself. I'm not going to keep talking about how you're afraid to invest or how this, but what I will do is remind you of your power. When it's all guaranteed, how do you move? That's how I speak to you. I'm not yelling at you for it being too expensive, but is it really a money issue or you're just afraid of the money leaving your account? or you're just afraid of it being another program, or you're just afraid of trusting yourself, trusting the experience, trusting your intuition. 
use objections, get to the root of what the objection actually is and play with it in content in an empowering way. From a place of power, how do you speak to your people? I'll give you an example of a conversation that I had with a coach who was not in her power or her power was in her ego. I purchased this one-off strategy session with a very popular coach in the online space. And what I really wanted to do was talk to another sales coach about my ideas, what I wanted to do in this world. Uh, and I was just so excited to just have someone like bounce these ideas off of. And on our call, she made a comment that my business model would never work. And she goes, it has to be this way, which was her format. It has to be this way. And I was like, what? And then I told her what I wanted to price that. She goes, I don't even price it. My programs at that. And I was like, what? When the power in me sees the power in you, she would have been like, hell yeah, try it. That price more than me, you go. I have clients who charge more than me. That's okay. This belief that we have to be under our coaches when it comes to pricing is like the weirdest thing in the world. Because again, we fall into that belief that there has to be a hierarchy when it comes to the coaching industry. No, we all have equal power. It just looks a little different on where we are in our journey. That coach did not see the power in me because she did not see the power in herself. When it comes to your launching process, how quickly are you anticipating the fail? I love to give the example of sports. So for those of you who don't know, I used to play professional football, like tackle football. Uh, and I used to love reading like different famous athletes and like their process when it came to training, what made them so magnificent in, in their sport. And because I'm in Chicago, Michael Jordan is a good example of someone who was magnificent at basketball, out of this world talented. And when they would ask him, like, what's one piece of advice you'd give? Or like, what's one thing that makes you so good at your, at your sport? And he would always say, I envision myself making the shot before I actually make it. That when he is standing there, he already sees it going in before the ball has even left his hands. When it comes to how you launch, when you're in your power, are you envisioning, can you feel, can you see it all working out? What if, what if, or when the ball leaves your hands and your cart opens, you immediately go in, I'm not going to make it. It's not going to go in. It's not going to happen. Imagine how different of an athlete Michael Jordan would be if the entire time it was like, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. <laughs> like, what if I miss? What if I miss again? Even when he didn't make all of his shots, he still believed the next one was going to go in. That is power. There's power in trust, in belief, in faith, in surrendering. But how soon do you open up your cart for your launch? And you're like, this is probably not going to go well. I cannot tell you how many times I would enter a launch. My internet would go out. My documents would get deleted. I get sick with a migraine. I couldn't show up for my first uh, day of my launch. And I'm like, I used to say, uh, my momentum paused. Everything sucks. I can't. This launch is already off to a bad start. I used to say that when I'd pause my power and sit in pressure of like, okay, now do, how, how do I bounce back from this? How do I do this? Now, if shit goes wrong, 
I don't care. It makes no difference to me. Because every day that 10% of me that's new is actively standing in my power. How soon do you clock it as a, it's not gonna happen? Instead of playing the what if and why not, it's a, the last time I failed. Your subconscious is trying to protect you from disappointment of failure again. That's not power, that's pressure. Pay attention to how quickly you take yourself out of the game. Anticipating all of the no's, not trusting yourself to have conversations with your clients in the DMs. Do you know how many times, and I mean this with love and I love you, there's no judgment here, but how many times a client has said to me, how would you respond to this? That's coming from a place of pressure, of I feel pressure to say it right, of not pressure of not getting it wrong versus a, I trust me. I trust that this person was in front of me right now. We would have a bomb conversation. Be that version of you. For whatever reason, online, we have this idea that like we don't know how to talk to people. It's like, you know how to have a conversation. I know that if I sat with you for 10 minutes, you would blow my mind with what you know and what you do. You would teach me so many new things. In my mastermind, I love our matrix mastermind. I will listen, even just hearing, hearing the women in there, like talk to one another. I'm like, damn, like they teach me things. Again, we have equal power. It just looks different because I'm the coach. Trust yourself. Believe in yourself. The trust in you activates the trust in them. The power in you activates the power in them. That is how we are going to lead our businesses moving forward. Imagine a world, just think I get the chilly willies whenever I think about it. Imagine a world where all of us market and sell from a place of power. There is no pressure. There is no degrading. There is no ickiness. Amazing. How fun would it be? to have conversations without expectations. When we are going into our launch, we're always trying to figure out what to do and what to say when people don't buy. Again, this is what happens is when we get into a place of, we begin to slip from our power and we begin to get re very reactive in our content and in how we're selling. If you guys want the new era selling, we talk about this quite a bit. When we get into a place of reactiveness, our point does not get across and who we are speaking to is not the person we want in our program. How long can you stay in your power? One thing that I really want to encourage all of you just to think about and try on for this next quarter, I want you to at least give it three months and just play with this. You're going to play with the what if, the why not, and being in your power, choosing power every single day without fail. You can take a moment, Netflix and chill, and then who you be in your power, activate that. What I would love for you to try on over the next three months is playing with and focusing on the client experience. How can you make the client experience even better? We get so caught up in the sales piece and the getting people in the programs piece, but I want you just for the next three months, at least 75% of the time, 
focus on the client experience. How can I make this offer the most exciting thing ever? How can I be more in my power in this container? If you've ever been in a luxury brand store, a Gucci, a Louis Vuitton, it's not how good they are at selling. But at that level of want, when it comes to buying, their client experience is top-notch. The second you walk in, you're paired with an individual salesperson that walks you around the entire store. Are you thirsty? Would you like champagne? Would you like a bottle of water? Whatever you need, please let me know. The client experience is whew, up here. When I walked into my first Louis Vuitton, I bought my first handbag for a first million. Um, I felt very out of place at first. I'm like, who am I to be buying a bag that's expensive? But when I walked in there, the experience blew me away. How they packaged everything neatly. There was no pressure to buy. It was like, you want that? Try it. There was no guilt of like, can you go to the top shelf? I just want to see how this looks on me. The client experience was top notch. After that, I thought to myself, I want people to feel this powerful and to feel this good when they walk in my containers. When they come into my world, they feel on fire. When I walked into that Louis Vuitton, I felt like a million dollars. I walked into a Chanel once and I, I, I was too afraid to, to buy a purse that was that expensive. I'm still not there yet when it comes to Chanel, but my dream bag is there. I walked into a Chanel. I tried on at least 15 bags and I couldn't do it. I was afraid. And the sales lady looked at me and said, no, there's no pressure. Here's my card. If you want to come back, I can text you when this bag comes in in this color. Let me know. And that moment I was like, she didn't make me feel bad for not buying. She reminded me of my power, of when I am ready, she's there. That even though I'm not a yes yet, she trusts me to be a yes eventually. And I'll never forget that experience. And I pull that into my sales strategy. There is no pressure because pressure is fear. Fear of them not buying, fear of them saying no, fear of them choosing someone else. I care more about my client experience than how quickly I can get to 300K months because in my power, I care about your experience. I care about you. For the next three months, just try it on. Care about the experience of your clients, the no pressure, the empowerment piece. And I don't mean being inspirational and like there really is no substance to what you say. There's an authoritative legacy power that you activate when you're intentional. Another piece that I want you to play with and walk away with is, are you only excited when people buy? We talked about yesterday how that is circumstantial power. I, I will ask my clients when they're in a launch and they're like, I think I want to end it early. And I ask them, if people were buying like hotcakes, would you still want to be showing up? They're like, oh yeah. And I'm like, you want to stop the launch because you're in a place of pressure and fear of no one's buying. I might as well quit. But if you were in a place of power and everyone was buying the circumstance, you'd want to show up even more. 
when it comes to you and your power, do you see yourself as an investment or a gamble? In a place of power, you know you are your biggest ROI. And when you see yourself as your biggest ROI, who else sees themselves as their biggest ROI? Your audience, your people. You're all powerful. It'll look different on each of us. That's the beauty of it. But choose it every day. Play the what if and the why not. What if the next move you make unlocks everything for you? What if the next 14 days of this month, you have your highest cash month ever? Why not? What if it were all guaranteed? Who would you show up as? Why not be that person? When you're in power, you're excited to show up. When you're in power, you cannot wait to serve your audience. People will buy anything they want, but they have to choose between what they need. I only sell things I know you'll want and things that I want to sell. And I sell them from a place of want, not need, not you need to launch this way, not you need to create your programs this way. I don't sell like that. That's old school marketing. But I will tell you why you're, why you're going to want this. I will tell you why this is so amazing. What if it were all guaranteed? I love you still. Be in your power. Please put this information into action. That's the most important piece. Information without application means nothing. What if, why not? If it were all guaranteed, who would you be? Now go be that person every single day. I love you all. Thank you for being here. Go on and play with your power. Love you all. Bye.